0: We are back. Uh, as I think everyone, well, most people probably know, Olivia Newton-John passed away a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, it's kind of strange because I, I must admit, I was never like a huge Olivia Newton-John fan. I never had anything against her. It just wasn't, I didn't really listen to a lot of like top 40 music. Uh, but when I heard the news at first, I was like, Wow. And then yesterday I went to the, I was <laughs> had to go to Walgreens to pick up a prescription, and I just started thinking about it, and I was almost in tears. Like, what like, what's up with that? Anyway, I think I think I know why. I was just having a conversation with someone about it this morning, and it was about my age, and he's like, yeah, it's our generation. And, you know, Olivia Newton-John was not, she wasn't old, but she wasn't tragically young. Um, and she had, you know, had a history of cancer and beat it a couple of times, and it sounds like that is what you know finally ended her life uh so if you know i don't gawk about celebrities you know my thing is you know never meet your heroes i love patty smith i love keith richards i never want to meet them right uh (laughs) but you know i I, everything i've heard about olivia newton john was that she was a really nice lady and people had just really like just seemed like a very sincere tribute to her so it was kind of sad, and we'll, we'll be playing some more uh, Olivia Newton-John later on. But uh, now we're gonna switch over to my guest in the studio, Meredith Edgar. Are you with us, Meredith? As far as I know. Well wait, let's try it again. Are you with us? I, be- I believe so. Yes, now we know you're on mic four. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, <laughs> good to know, now I know which mics are working. Uh, yeah, so great, I, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, just, I didn't, yeah, a few weeks ago, a mutual friend of ours, invited me to go and hear you play with uh, a band that you play with, Edgar Allan Paul, at The Right Spot and I went over and honestly that night I was in like a little bit of a slightly pissy mood or just kind of like a whatever and I not the best mood but I went over and it's like wow this is kind of what I need to hear and it was it was just it was a lovely evening not least because of the company but also just being introduced to your music and hearing your beautiful voice so Uh, And then I, as you know, I went over to you after the show, I was like, hey, I have a show on KXSF. I'd love for you to be on. And and here you are. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. This is awesome.
0: Great. Well, uh, so as I said to you earlier, you know, whenever I have a guest on, I do a little digging. I use DuckDuckGo. I don't, I try to not use the G word as, as, uh, we cannot totally avoid it, but I tend to try to use DuckDuckGo. Anyway, did a little search. And I couldn't find a lot about you. Know, I'm not saying like that you're like some spook or you know that you're like in a special like FBI like hiding program. That is not what I'm implying. But uh, I would love to hear about you and your musical journey because it is so. I think it's so interesting to me, and I'm sure it is to a lot of the listeners. What, how people become musicians and people. I think a lot of people, you know, love that. I would love to. Be able to really live out their passion and but not that many people get to do it so let's let's hear your story tiger <laughs> all right this
1: should this should be simple um simple in short uh yeah i don't know i've been i mean um I would say musically, I grew up in a very eclectic household so and um I remember loving. You know, singing along with the music my parents were listening to, at least some of it. Um, there was some very difficult music that my dad liked to play as well. But the sing, the more melodic stuff, um, Richard Linda Thompson, Paul Simon, the Beatles, uh, Talking Heads, uh, that stuff was all very influential for me. So I, l- I grew up singing along with that. My dad plays guitar. I, you know, grew up singing along with him. And then started writing my own songs and playing guitar when I was 14 and playing out at open mics. Um, And and then started, I mean, I was in choirs all through like junior high and high school and in school. And uh, yeah, and then took some jazz vocal lessons. This is probably way too detailed. Um, oh, I don't no, know what no, you're no, going. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> I, I think that I you're t- tell what you are told whole me is life. probably more than you've ever told anyone, from what I could see from doing a search about you.
1: No, <laughs> you know, I don't. I just don't think I've had. I don't. I don't. I don't like. um Anytime someone asks for my like, when I'm playing a gig in a right. new place, and they're like, "Send us a bio and a little pro- promo blurb," mm-hmm. I basically write. This is terrible. I write something new or like edit stuff that's already there almost every time based on how I'm feeling at the time because I hate... I don't have, like, a proper bio of myself, and I do not want to write that myself because it's just... It's excruciating for me. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not out of secrecy. It's just out of reluctance and Oh, uh, I, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> uh,
0: but m- maybe if you, if you set your bio to music, it would come easier.
1: That's very... That's very possible.
0: We could write it now in studio. We have, I don't know. Great, no pressure. Like 50 hours. 50 <laughs> minutes, excuse me. To 50 hours. <laughs> you 50 minutes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I am, I'm much more, uh, I feel much more comfortable talking or explaining things in general via lyrics. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, my songs are very personal. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty forthcoming with like friends and, you know, people I, I get close to, but yeah, I guess I didn't realize that I would, I don't know. I think I grew up being a, I, uh, I've, I've always felt like a very oversharey. And so I think I try to, I've tried to rein like really rein that in. Okay. In my adult life, but well, this I can is, tell you things. Still.
0: Yeah, this is an interview, and you are the <laughs> you're in the spotlight here, so don't worry okay. about oversharing. Okay. So let's just get back to a little bit about when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, did were you self taught? Did you teach yourself guitar?
1: Um, my dad basically, uh, when I told him I was ready to that I finally wanted him to teach me how to play guitar, he gave me guitar. He got me a couple books of chords by musicians who I like. Jewel was the f- the first one. Um, uh, and, uh, and, you know, taught me, I think he like, you know, wrote out some chord charts, like little, you know, uh, this finger goes on this string here. And, you know, um, and I pretty much locked myself in my room for the summer and came out and played a bunch of, you know, three or four chord songs and was like, I can do this now. Um, my fingers were all bloodied and, you know, Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I did, I, I, my dad's an incredible guitarist, but I didn't really take many lessons from him and I never took guitar lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, I took vocal lessons from various teachers over the years. Um, I would say Gail Dobson and Roger Letson were like when I was in high school and then at, um, De Anza community college right after that, those were probably my two most, influential teachers in terms of my style Mm -hmm. um they both are incredible jazz vocalists and taught me a lot
0: so it was jazz your first was that the genre that you you first gravitated toward
1: not at all i was definitely more into um i mean this the songs that i wrote uh were always i mean they started out being not very good uh, kind of just singer songwritery stuff, but I listen to a lot of. I mean, I always listen to a lot of different stuff, but I think my things came out a little more on the Americana kind of side. I re- I've always loved Gillian Welch. Um, I was a very big fan of Ryan Adams, um, less I, so now.
0: I, I I I know I know. Yeah. I mean, there are there are a few songs that I. Still enjoy listening to, but I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but.
1: it's just it. Uh, so yeah, some of the situation there hits a little too close to home for me, so it's hard, and it breaks my heart because I loved, I have really connected with, and love a lot of his music. Um, but yeah, I would say my stuff was a little more kind of folky Americana stuff. But um, I love singing a lot of different styles, and I love singing jazz and and listening to jazz um, you know, Billy Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughn, um, Julie London. So that influenced my vocal style a lot. I don't know that it's influenced my playing. I'm still a pretty utilitarian guitarist, I think. what, what do you mean by that? Uh I don't have a very broad chord vocabulary. I don't play a lot of chords <laughs> or a lot of interesting um that's something I'd like to you know, learn more, get better at. Um, I think I've always focused on the vocals and lyrics mm-hmm. and then the guitar has been kind of secondary for me, even though I really enjoy playing it.
0: I think all musicians though, I, mean, I think maybe yeah, there are some musicians you get to a point, you know, if you're Keith Richards, I'm not sure if he's still trying to constantly learn new stuff, but I mean, who knows, maybe he is. <laughs> but I was, I've was i been reading uh, Dylan's autobiography, you know, like. Chronicles part one, I think, which was like part only because he never did a part two, but, (laughs) and he was, it's broken up into three distinct parts of his life. And the third section it takes is like 1987, 1988, which is ironic because the first time I ever saw Dylan was in 1988, but, and he was talking about, he hurt his hand really bad. He was in an accident and then just learning different, a different way to uh, like to use the pick and different guitar like you know and ha- really had it like changing the timing and and it's interesting but here here it this is like Bob Dylan at that point he had been a career that like a 27 year you know' been very famous for well over 20 25 years at least right mm-hmm. uh, and while he is not necessarily he's he's really known even more so for lyrics it's still Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and but it's where he kind of he said he he reached a point where like he needed to do this because he was just feeling stuck. You know, the, I mean, these are my words for the interpretation, but that's sort of what it was. So I, th- I think that what you're saying now about where you would like to increase your chord vocabulary, my guess is that that's probably not uncommon for musicians, even very seasoned, experienced musicians, where it may not even, they might not use the word chord vocabulary, but just needing to constantly expand and change it up.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think most at least, you know, I mean, I'm I'm fortunate enough uh to know just so many incredible musicians um who I think are much, you know, just like much more skilled than I am at basically everything. Um but uh uh you know, I feel like all all of us have some imposter syndrome and um are are also, I think everyone's also trying to, you know, always trying to learn more and get yeah. better. Uh, the uh, goal is always to get better. Yeah, it I gets was, boring otherwise. I think.
0: I think that's true. Yeah, I, I think that should be no matter what you do. I think that's true. We need to take a real quick break right now, uh, but we'll be back for those of you just tuning in. You're listening to KXSF LP. This is Fifth Wave Radio slash Queerly Drinking. The, my, I am Pamela and my guest is Meredith Edgar. We will be back in just in just a minute.
2: Radio alive and well in San Francisco. That's why KXSF is looking for business underwriters to support our station. For a monthly or annual donation, you'll get rotating you spots heard on air 24-7 and a prime spot with your website link on the KXSF.FM homepage. Support the local arts community and get the word out about your business. Go online now to KXSF.FM slash underwriting.
0: Okay, we are back in studio here. Not that we actually went anywhere, we just chatted for a second. Uh, we, we're we're back in the live studio. Uh this is DJ Pamela Louie. My guest is singer-songwriter Meredith Edgar and Meredith when ever you're ready, I would love to hear a song. I know you <clears throat> excuse me, you had a uh album that came out in 2021. Mhm. So yes. uh yeah, let's okay before we get to the song i do <laughs> yes. there is something i did want to ask you about so this, this okay. might take a few minutes so okay okay um so you have you've released two albums one in 20, 2011 one in 2021 mm-hmm. so it's 10 years in between there yeah can you tell is us there about a question that? <laughs> yeah yeah what, so yeah what was like the yeah for i know that yeah, there are some musicians that do have like long lapses between albums and some that you know are constantly putting new stuff out what was that 10-year process for, like for you?
1: Um, well, I think... Um, I mean, I've always been kind of intimidated by... Well, probably because I haven't done a lot of it, but by going into the studio. Um, it, uh, it feels kind of all or nothing to me, whereas performing is just much, much more comfortable. Um, but I also had, uh, like, in between those albums I moved several times I had life things that took a lot of my time and energy like um away from music unfortunately um uh including like I went back to college and was also working at the same time and um yeah there are just some things that kind of uh got in the way or yeah made it made it a little harder for me to uh like write or play as much as i wanted to um and then uh i basically just got to the point where i was you know i was just like i am ready i want to make this a priority i need to record a new album i have songs and um uh i had actually just i had been living abroad and decided to move back to the states and move back to the city um where my people are here in San Francisco. And I was like, I'm gonna record an album. This is my priority. And then COVID happened a few weeks after I moved back or six weeks after I moved back. Um, I didn't think it was gonna happen, but then I managed to, yeah, Yeah. managed to make it happen.
0: When you went back into the studio in 2021, Mm -hmm. how did it, what was it like? Like how did it feel different and if so, how how did it feel different from, ha- from having cut an album 10 years earlier?
1: Well, they were very different experiences, not just because of COVID. The first um, time was done in multiple sessions that were overnight, like from midnight to 8 a.m. at Expression Center for New Media um, with two friends of mine, Edward Schmidt and Seth Schmeiderberg, who were alumni there, um, who had, you know, studio time because of that. Uh, so... It, all the songs on that album came out really slow and I think it's cause I was really tired. Um, uh, and so that was kind of more, more casual, but it was also my first time in a studio really. So, and this was 10 years later and I was more confident as a musician, but it was with, um, two musicians, Paul Griffiths and Sean Silverman who, uh, I've played with on and off for over a decade, very comfortable with them. But because of COVID we were, uh, We recorded at women's audio mission. um, And we were, uh, you know, had to wear masks and be separated. And um, it was less, yeah, I don't know. It was a a very different experience for a lot of reasons. But it was more comfortable in some ways. But it was also a little surreal, Um, you know, to be with these people who I know super well and play with all the time. But, you know, I was in isolation booths and they were you know, separated by several feet and plexiglass yeah. and wearing masks the whole time and, you know, um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I remember seeing different videos of like, I think like Patty Smith and her band, were you know, they were recording, they were all like in different parts of the studio. You know? mm-hmm. so, so I think that's something that was very common, uh, musicians that you know, people were still recording. But yeah. it was just the circumstances were very surreal and different from what you're used to. So very often, as you know, musicians are very close together. You'll have a couple of people sharing a microphone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this was not that. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> not that. Um, I mean, it was still it was a great experience. The um, you know the staff at Women's Audio Mission were wonderful and the facilities were great. And Paul and Sean are like my family. They're you know easy to work with and wonderful um but it was definitely it was it was surreal it yeah. was strange but um but overall really good experience at this point i'm very excited to go record again so you have some new um, stuff i have a little bit of new stuff i think i'm probably gonna i mean i'm working on recording um, a new song at uh, my friend da- Danny Allen who's a fabulous songwriter and guitarist who's part of Edgar Allen Paul um, with me and Paul Griffiths uh, he has a studio at home and like records to tape um, and uh, so I'm working on a song uh, working on recording a song over there right now
0: cool well I won't ask you to play that <laughs> song although if you'd like to you're more than welcome to but okay. I, I'm sure I and and listeners would love to hear something so
1: sure yeah I can play it to the car alarm out I'll tell you what I'm gonna go and sh- close the door
0: okay <laughs> and so what is this that you're gonna play for us
1: um so this is uh, this is gonna be um it's kind of like the title track from my uh, most recent album uh, the album's called on whatever you pray and that's uh, a lyric from this song which is called tidal waves
0: great right. mm-hmm.
3: Coming in so close, so close, you might scare me away. Well, I think I know your face. You smell the beat of your heart against mine. But oh, there's no escape, cause you're here to stay. Goodbye to the day I'll hide in my dreams Wrapped up in tidal waves Oh, oh. Oh, the night is your favorite time Miles dark and I'm breathing quiet Well, then here you come with your snake's tongue And on whatever you pray, I got some Cause oh, maybe I'm damned to be sad With monsters and men Cause the places I've been My dreams were awful bad Oh, mm-hmm. So there's no escape. Guess you're here to stay. Goodbye to the day. I'll hide in my dreams, wrapped up in tidal waves. Oh.
0: Wow, that's a, it's such a pretty song.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I
0: thank noticed, it. now that was on your first album, Water Gun as well, right?
1: It was, yes. Yeah, and that, the original version um, was also in a, a video game from Annapurna Interactive called Maquette that came out last year as well. That's, it's in the, on the soundtrack and in the trailers. And the, the game's all, the, the whole soundtrack is uh, San Francisco Musicians. And uh, it's set in this kind of fever dream San Francisco. It's pretty cool. Oh wow! Are you um, a gamer? I am not. Yeah. I am not. But it's a beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful game. Um, uh, if I were, then that's the kind of game I would play. Uh, probably. I don't know. I like Tetris, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I was not super happy with how my 2011 album came out partially not because the people working with me weren't wonderful but I wasn't happy with my own performances and again it was like recorded in these overnight sessions I had a full-time job at a medical office I was exhausted um so when I did the new album I really wanted to I I wanted to re-record it and like with more you know intention Mm -hmm. so
0: and so how do you feel about the way it came out this time
1: I'm, I'm happier with it. I'm at least, I'm happier with my, my vocals for sure. And, um, Paul Griffiths plays, um, mandolin on it. Sean Silverman plays upright bass. I just think, I like the, the arrangement a little better. I think Paul Griffiths played upright bass on the first one. Um, but yeah, I just think it, yeah, I like the newer one better personally, but yeah. Well, but uh, they're both available. You can listen to both of them and I have listened to both of them. (laughs) (laughs) I can and I have.
0: All right, we need to take another quick break. Uh we'll be back in just a minute.
4: This New Year's Eve, veteran KXSF volunteer and DJ Elizabeth Platt was among two people killed in a tragic hit-and-run accident south of Market. Unfortunately, pedestrian injuries and deaths in San Francisco are not uncommon. To honor Elizabeth's memory, KXSF is teaming up with Walk SF to address this growing threat. To find out more, please go to kxsf.fm and click on KXSF Acts or check out walksf.org. Thank you
0: okay welcome back you are listening to KXSF LP san francisco this is fifth wave radio queerly drinking and i am dj Louie, and my guest is meredith edgar a local singer songwriter uh who released an album last year uh last i guess i'm thinking when is last year uh last year <laughs> 2021 uh, on whatever you pray and before the break meredith played the song tidal waves for us and uh which was also on her previous album that came out 10 years earlier. And we were discussing how it was a little bit of a different experience uh, to record it and then also listening back on it and just just seeing your evolution as a musician and a singer, too. Mm -hmm. So uh, I also asked you about, like, when I saw you, everyone was playing strings. Yes. And so do you ever... Like, do you ever work with a drummer or piano or other non-string instruments?
1: I, you know, rarely, and it's not because I don't necessarily want to. It's just, I think, um, I don't know. I think sometimes I get, uh, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way because I love the people I play with. I get stuck in patterns. Like, I don't think outside the box sometimes. (laughs) So, um, but uh, also I kind of like, um, I, I think historically i've tended to like kind of minimal um arrangements for at least for my stuff um i don't like things to get too too busy um but at the same time i love i mean i've been playing with drummers a little more recently i played with randy odell for a gig um a couple weeks ago who's fantastic plays in the cottontails and with Gigi amos and a bunch of awesome local musicians um I've played with Robbie Bean a few times, who's wonderful. Um, He plays with, like, Lee Walensky, and I don't know, he plays with everybody, I think. Um, So I really really like playing with drums. I haven't played with pianists that much. Um, I love all of the – I love all the things. I love all the instruments. I just haven't incorporated them into my shows as much, I guess.
0: That's a uh, yet.
1: Yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yet, (laughs) definitely.
0: So, who are some of your? Uh, I mean, you spoke earlier about some of your the the singers that have been influential to you that you've looked up to. But as far as like contemporary artists, who are some of the f- folks out there that you uh, think are are really like more like yeah, this is this, this is something good that people are doing. Ooh. And not asking they don't have to be famous.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um. In terms of, I mean, what, you know, what I've been, newer people, I guess, who I've been listening to when I'm at home, I've definitely been listening. Like, Sierra Farrell mm-hmm. knocks my effing socks off. Thank you. For uh, not thank saying you. The word. I was like staring at the no swearing sign. I'm like, don't do it. Uh, she she is absolutely incredible. I can barely handle my life. You're um, the
0: second musician who has basically said that about her.
1: Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think every, I can't imagine anyone hearing her and not feeling that way. Um, she's just so, yeah, I mean, s- just so skilled and creative and it seems effortless. It probably isn't entirely, I'm sure. But um, yeah, she's incredible. Um, uh, who else? In terms of local people, I went, um, Laura Benitez and the Heartache Uh, Laura just had a An album release um, At the Ivy Room last weekend And I went and the She's always been wonderful but her new songs are Fantastic Um it was a great show Nashville Honeymoon just had one too I love their stuff Um Man who else I listen to a lot of music I don't know Um Uh yeah, I'm trying to th- <laughs> I don't that's know okay. why I'm having that's trouble th- thinking. No,
0: it's fine <laughs> if somebody comes to you, you can mention them <laughs> later. That, that that's cool too. Don't Yeah. yeah oh,
1: don't. Logan Ledger. Mm-hmm. Logan Ledger. I'm a big a big fan of. Yeah. I like his stuff a lot. Yeah. Yeah, his voice is incredible and he sounds like a a reincarnation of several people. Um Yeah, I think yeah. he's pretty wonderful.
0: Yeah. So, well, so I didn't get uh, are you from the Bay Area?
1: yeah so I was born in I was born at San Francisco Children's when that was here Um, my family moved around a fair amount uh, so I lived in uh, I was still like a toddler we moved to Georgia then we lived in Pennsylvania for a couple years and then moved back to the South Bay so I you know for the majority of my childhood overall and adolescence I was in the South Bay Mm -hmm. and then yeah move so, back up here.
0: So you and I know you that you've been like in and out of the like Bay Area music scene, you know, as an mm-hmm. as an adult. So wh- what would you say or how would you describe the current local music environment in San Francisco because you know, everyone never people know about like the 60s and you know all the bands that like you know exploded in the 60s and everything happened in Haight-Ashbury and then you know, that was sort of like, it's, it's often considered the musical heyday for San Francisco and that, but that was 50 years ago. So Mm -hmm. I know there've been a lot of this different incarnations of the local Bay area music scene, you know, since then. Um, What, what would you say about it right now?
1: Um, you know, it's my own experience of being part of the scene and, and, everything is a little uh a little funny i think because i wasn't um i don't know how to say this i didn't quite have the bandwidth to be as involved as i wanted to before covid um so i've gotten much more involved and gotten to experience much more of it also just going to not just as as a musician but as a fan Mm -hmm. um as a participant um (laughs) for the last few years um and I've been kind of blown away by the variety and the, um, by the, by the amount of, uh, I mean, the sheer amount of talent. And also, um, there are actually, like, there are, even though we, I know we've lost so many venues over the last several years, not just because yeah. of COVID, but because of, you know, all of the, uh, economic changes, the yeah um, landscape of the city. Uh, but we actually still have quite a few venues and just a lot of places to go hear music. And there's almost always something to go see and it's going to be good. Um, so I feel like you know, I think that I think the scene here is fantastic. And it's also people seem to be very supportive of each other. That's been my experience anyway, is like, you know, musicians show up to each other's shows and really support. And, you know, um, it's a it's been a really great experience for me. I I love the the music scene here. I feel like we're really lucky in a lot of ways. Now, if the cost of living, we're better. I think it would be a lot easier for her. All of the artists here but
0: sure yeah. yeah i wonder if again like as someone not someone who's not in that scene but yeah you know, often when things are really stressful
5: mm-hmm.
0: the arts flourish
5: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and i do think this is a really stressful place to live i think it's stressful oh, yeah. you know no matter who you are it's stressful for a number of ways so i i wonder if that um the current stresses of the city if that how much that feeds the creativity and mm-hmm. you know as creating this this underground with this, this local music scene that you are you know that you're talking about that is really it it sounds to me and, and i've heard from other people too that there's a lot of really good stuff local stuff going on If honestly i wish i knew i wish i had the time to go out more and, yeah. and explore more of it I've, since i've been with the station i've definitely been able to, to like through you know get a couple of toes wet Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just like a lot of other DJs here Where it's an all-volunteer station, we wear other hats. hats um, But it does sound to me like there is This sort of like underground creativity in a way mm-hmm. That maybe in some ways is a reaction To the character of the city changing so much
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I agree I mean, I also, mm, I guess I know for myself, at least lyrically, I usually, you know, my, my songs are usually when I, when I make music, it's usually inspired by some kind of difficulty, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, either past or current. And, uh, I know, I mean, yeah, you know, living in a, in a city that, um, you know, doesn't really feel like, uh, in, in terms of just being able to like, you know, rent a place Mm -hmm. and you know foods exp. like everything's expensive and it's just kind of tricky um yeah i think you're right that does kind of create in some ways create some some tension that can bring out creativity yeah um yeah i don't know but it's i mean i do really think the music scene here is amazing and i'm very very grateful for it
0: yeah well it is a city and yes. i think that even though the, it's, there've been so many changes because it does have this you know this really rich cultural history m- musically and in other ways it does attract people mm-hmm. or to it uh, you know while the people like myself who've been here for a long time would be like oh it's gotten kind of spoiled i think that there're probably people who come here who are like wow this is so great there's so much so much diversity we're like this place used to be so much more diverse so i think it's all a matter of your perspective and and what you know where you're you're coming from yeah yeah we were talking about before the right spot which is where you were performing a few weeks ago and i you know i mentioned that's a bar that i've been going to for over 25 years and how there aren't that many bars you know you're saying that there are not that many bars left that are just sort of like unpretentious and they're not thematic and uh you know are they're just sort of feeling in a way like neighborhood bars yeah you know, yeah around.
1: yeah that are just kind of part of the community and they're just like comfort a comfortable place to go yeah. um yeah and don't feel like totally sterile and you know Um, yeah, no, the right spots, absolutely. One of my favorite places and the, you know, the staff there are all like they're So, you know, they have music almost every night of the week and, um, they're just so supportive of the music community. Um, and there's so many amazing people who play there and then there's, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite places, both just to go and to play. I always look forward to playing there.
0: Yeah, are there any other spots that might not necessarily be on our listeners' <laughs> radars that they should check out?
1: Um for for music? Yeah. I mean, the Makeout Room is also one of my favorites. And they have such a um I mean, they they usually have they have DJ nights late in the evening, but earlier in the evenings they, you know, have live bands and you can find all kinds of stuff there. Like, whatever your musical taste is, you're going to find something fun there. Um, and also, it's just, you know, just being in that space is, it's just one of my favorite places. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, so you're going to play another song for us. Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. You can do that. So what what do we have now?
1: Um, this is uh, this is another song off the album uh, called Louisiana Rain.
3: I want to run for the woods want to get while the getting's good Want you to come take me Get on out of the city Cause all those things I said I'd do Well in the end they were all for you All this time all my life All my plans Just to be your wife <laughs> Baby let's take A couple breaths While we still got them left There's blood on my hands And I know what I've done And if all of it's mine, I got nowhere to run. Can we go back to that day, to Louisiana in the rain, so in love and in that place, through it all. To see your face what happened in texas and nyc because oh, those places they call to me oh make me forget or make me a home because anywhere else i be Because my shoes filled up with Louisiana rain And I didn't ever want to go home again I'm Running with you as fast as a hurricane I want to win that Louisiana rain
1: Oh. thank you
0: no that was that's great it's such a treat i'm like i'm basically having a i'm an audience of one having a private concert here so <laughs> like, how lucky am i uh,
1: <laughs> thank you glad you liked it
0: so yeah so that is that's on uh, on whatever you pray as well
1: yes paul and, griffiths plays banjo on that and it's okay. extra twangy and deliverancy and excellent so check yeah. it out
0: so where did the name come from whatever you on whatever you pray
1: um, well, so that's a that's a line from my song "Tidal Waves." Right, you mentioned that it's well. a lyric from that. Um, so that song, I actually haven't really talked about this before, but um, it's a so that that song is basically um, about like the aftermath of uh, leaving a really bad relationship like an abusive relationship and um so that the line on whatever you pray was the, the full line is on whatever you pray i've i've got some it was just kind of like you know this person is capable of finding taking anything about you and making it you know something to get you for um little dark uh, <laughs> yeah, I, but that's I, I that's think, what it is
0: you know i think a lot of us have known people like that and we have yeah people like that in our lives so yeah uh, but thank you uh i appreciate your opening up about that i know it's not always that easy to do so thank you
1: absolutely yeah no it's a it's one of those song, i i think um it's funny because that that song was you know on this video game soundtrack and um a lot of people have written me about it since then and you know been and it's um, I love that, I love that music is open to interpretation and different experiences. Um, but it is funny when, you know, when someone writes me and they're like, "This is my my new girlfriend song," I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, congratulations." Um, but you know, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But it's also you know, uh, in, yeah, it just means something different to me. Yeah. That's all yeah
0: so you play with you you play solo and then you also have edgar Allan paul yes um any other bands or configurations that you're part of
1: well so the when you saw us at the right spot technically that was not edgar Allan paul um and the thing is so that was i was playing that night and most often play with paul griffiths uh who's an incredible singer-songwriter uh and guitarist multi-instrumentalist really he he plays some of everything um and then sean silverman who plays upright bass and um we don't have a band name we have a whole spreadsheet with about 50 names but we haven't agreed on one and we've been playing on and off for over a decade so i'm really i'm really working on it but um uh so but the three of us play together most frequently um so if you see like either, you know, Paul Griffiths Trio or Meredith Edgar Trio, it's us. Almost um definitely. And then Edgar Allen Paul is at least Paul and myself and then Danny Allen. Okay. Um, yeah. So but they didn't know what to call us at the right spot. Fairly enough. They did not know what to call us, so they put down Edgar Allen Paul. <laughs>
0: Hey, so do you have any shows coming up?
1: Um, I am playing, actually, Edgar and Paul proper is playing, uh, we're playing Bull Valley Roadhouse, Roadhouse in Port Costa tomorrow night for the first time, which I'm very excited about. Um, and then next Tuesday, I believe August 16th, um, we're going to be at the right spot. Um, and then uh, we're at the Riptide um, out on Terraval, and like 46 47th um on the 21st of august
0: oh, cool great well you hear that people if you want to <laughs> go and here i i would love to hear edgar Allan paul having not heard that incarnation but i won't be able to make it tomorrow night
1: it's no. rocking it's mo- mostly some originals but a lot of like classic country like yeah. patsy klein john and cash stuff like that Ooh, it's fun that Hank sounds, Williams. well that
0: sounds great have it's you ever fun. have uh has edgar Allan paul ever thought about recording
1: we may or may not be in the process right now. Oh, uh, so that sounds <laughs> line, that's very secretive too. Like. Yeah, no, we we yeah we're working on we're working on it. Oh wow! Yeah, we're cool. working on a thing.
0: Awesome! So we need to take another quick break. You are listening to KXSF LP. This is Fifth Wave Radio. We'll be right back.
6: Underwriting for KXSF comes from Noise, a record shop located in the Richmond District between 39th and 40th Avenue, specializing in local bands, artists, and music producers. Contact them calling 415-702-6006 or email them at sf at gmail.com. Thanks to Noise for supporting San Francisco Community Radio KXSF.
0: Okay. Well... We are getting to that point in the hour, at the end of the hour. Uh, and it's always sad when I, especially when I have a guest in studio, because so often the, I do interviews on Zoom, as has become the norm since 2020. So it's, it's so nice having you here, Meredith. Thank you. My, uh, Hold on. Let me get your mic on. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're listening to Fifth Wave Radio and my, I'm Pam Louie. My guest is singer-songwriter Meredith Edgar, who is a local musician and uh, was, was kind enough to play a couple of songs for us over the last hour and share uh, her story and some of the meanings behind the lyrics and the songs. And it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. It's, it, I think that.
1: Same here. Thank it, you.
0: Of, of course. So let's see, you have some sh- shows coming up mm-hmm. in the next week or so, mm-hmm. which is great. And i as you said you might have an album on the horizon or you not know, with you know, with peter mm-hmm. excuse me with uh, Edgar Allan... Peter love, Paul and Mary Paul and we're Mary. getting the band back
3: together <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i think i think you should uh, <laughs> just, you know, just that could be another band too now with uh, Edgar Allan Paul got i just think that's such a cool name that you know whoever came up with it you know it was a good one uh but beyond that we were talking a little bit earlier um about the idea of having you know imposter syndrome and you know you mentioned that and we just sort of like glazed over it but i think that this is something that uh, especially uh, when it comes to gender i think a lot of women have imposter syndrome and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what career they're in what they do i hear it from women from all walks of life uh yes. that's not to say that other people who are not Female-identified, whether a male or non-binary, don't yeah. don't also have that. But I think that's something that is really uh, that women seem to have that more. And you know, for you as someone who has been working, or, you know, been in this industry for or a musician for a while, do you think there's been changes over the last few years to you know, to, for it to be more inclusive of people who are female-identified? Because I know like. Again, like so many other industries, the entertainment industry, whether it's music or film,
5: mm-hmm. is
0: just has been so male-dominated, and mm-hmm. you know, with with Me Too, five years ago, there's been there's a lot of talk of of trying to rectify that. But what's been your experience, or what are your observations about the the direction the industry is in, and especially we don't have to talk about the industry in general, but let's just say locally here in the Bay Area.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I. <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel super, <laughs> I don't feel, this. Is, I feel silly saying that, like, I don't feel super confident speaking to that, um, <laughs> but it's, um, I mean, in, just in terms of the local scene, just because, even though I have been playing for a long time, um, I do, I kind of feel like I only really got into the scene here within the last few years, and it's been a weird few years. Um, I mean, uh when I in terms of, you know, just let's just say like on social media, I follow a lot of my, you know, um, the local musicians who I like and know um, and a lot of the venues as well. And so I see who's playing where and how often and my my just first off the top of my head take is that it it seems fairly balanced at least locally but um i'm also thinking about like you know there are certain genres that i pay more attention to because those are what i go hear the most like so i'm i go see you know some um you know definitely some pop and like rock shows but then also a lot of like americana surf you know western and like jazz shows so um I feel like I see a good number of female musicians um, playing frequently. Um, But I know, I know in the bigger picture, like in terms of festivals, I know that's something that is a big problem. There's some, um, I think it's called, is it called hire more women? There is, I I don't think that's it. There is a, like a, an organization or they have an Instagram account anyway, or book more women. Um, and they will do this cool thing where they'll post when a, a music festival, like say Coachella, you know, puts out their lineup and they have the poster with all the names of everyone who's playing. They'll take that and then they'll remove everything except the names of the women fronted, um, bands and acts and so you can see exactly what the balance is mm-hmm. um and it's almost you know it's almost never above like 20% or something i think it's getting better like they're showing some progress but um yeah i don't know
0: so i guess that goes back to what i originally was alluding to about women um I, mean, I think that there's there's that opportunity and the lack of opportunity and sort mm-hmm. of the, the preference that's often given to male artists. Mm-hmm. But then it's also and I see this for instance in the industry that I've been working in where this idea of imposter syndrome. So I think it also holds women back from actually like the saying like, yeah, I can go for this. I can do this. Like, absolutely. I,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I've. I. Um... I mean, that's always been an issue, I know, for me personally. And I don't, I know I'm not the only one, but, um, you know, I don't even consider, uh, you know, if I, if I reach, sometimes I have this experience where if I reach out to a venue that I think might be, you know, too big for me or something, um, you know, and I actually hear back, I'm like, well, that was lucky. Like, it has nothing to do with me it has nothing to do with you know what i play how i play who i am anything like that it's just like oh they must have been, they must have like really needed someone to fill this spot or something and i hate that i think that way but it's um yeah it affects me and definitely in terms of you know kind of not it, it not reaching for certain things that i know i would like um but i don't feel i'm deserving of I, it comes to asking for also like um you know knowing what you're worth like asking for pay mm-hmm. right that's for fair pay um i know that i underquote a lot and uh, i know other i know other musicians do in general but definitely a lot of female musicians i know it's like it's hard hard to ask for a raise at your day job it's hard to um negotiate fees and stuff like that too with with venues sometimes
0: well i hope that for you and for you know other musicians you got to you know what you're worth yeah you know working uh, on it yeah <laughs> no, you, you have a you have a lovely voice uh Thank it's, you, you know so much. on whatever you praise uh, it's a really beautiful album to listen to and Thank you. Uh, yeah for those of you who haven't heard it, check out check it out Meredith Edgar. I know that you can, people can purchase it through Bandcamp.
1: Yep, it's on Bandcamp um, for for download. I don't have physical copies, but you can you can uh, buy it on Bandcamp and then it's on all the streaming services, but they don't pay musicians anything. so I would say if you really love if there's a musician who you really really love, like buy the album and then if you want to listen to it for convenience sake on Spotify or whatever, that's cool. But buy the album.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco. This is Fifth Wave Radio Queerly Drinking. We'll be right back.
6: Underwriting for KXSF comes from Noise, a record shop located in the Richmond District between 39th and 40th Avenue, specializing in local bands, artists, and music producers. Contact them calling 415-702-6006 or email them at noisemusicsf@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks to Noise for supporting San Francisco Community Radio KXSF.
0: Hello, you are listening to KXSF LP San Francisco. This is Pamela Louie, and uh, I'm just going to put some music on, so give me a quick second here. We're having a slight technical issue, so, oh, so uh, let's see, where are we? Huh. Okay, give us a second, we're going to just go straight to another announcement right now.
7: KXSF comes from Trista Bernasconi Real Estate. Trista is a longtime resident of San Francisco with extensive knowledge of the city and its diverse neighborhoods. Her specialty is helping first-time buyers find and secure the home of their dreams. Learn more by going to tristabernasconi.com or by visiting the KXSF website and clicking on her logo. Thanks for supporting KXSF San Francisco Community Radio.
0: okay well that was such a pleasure to have Meredith Edgar here in the studio with us uh, you know there this weekend was outside lands and I know that a lot of people were really excited about it and going to shows and spent a ton of money on it I was not one of those people though because uh, well I I just don't like outside lands that much but I'm pro- probably I probably shouldn't say that I'm just not a huge Large concert fan, unless it's hardly strictly bluegrass. That's that is where I make my, um, that is my exception to that rule. But uh, I guess the point is that there's so much local music, and it doesn't cost much. Sometimes it doesn't cost anything. Just leave, you just go and leave a a tip for, you know, just Venmo the artist, and it's great to support local music. So. That said, I would like to remind everyone, or not, or let everyone know. Some of you is a, will be a reminder that on August 20th we are having a KXSF benefit at the Ivy Room in Berkeley. Uh, it was the Saturday, uh, 21st, from 1:30 says 1:30 to 5 with several bands that to help pay for our transmitter. Uh, some of you might remember for a while the transmitter was down, so we were not on FM. We were just streaming, but we're back. However, it did cost us something, so if you want to come down and help us out and hear some great music, just come to the Ivy Room on the 21st from at 1.30 to 5 o'clock. Let's try this again. So this is another song uh, from Meredith Edgar from uh, the album Whatever You Pray that was released last year. This is Blue. Okay, that was uh, Joy Street, That Man of Mine. Before that, Fairport Convention from 1969, Come All Ye. That's Sandy Denny on vocals. And we started off with Meredith Edgar, doing Blue from On Whatever You Pray. Meredith Edgar was uh, my guest last hour. And I believe it was recorded, and we'll have it up on our transistor site uh, soon. If you missed it, uh, definitely... Um, check out Meredith's work as well uh, from Bandcamp, if you just go to Bandcamp been Meredith Edgar, no fancy spelling E-D-G-A-R um, and check out her, the album On Whatever You Pray, that came out in 2021 so as promised I said I would do a little tribute to Olivia Newton-John and who passed away a few days ago and uh, yeah, it's sad but like others, uh, she leaves us with the legacy of not just of music, but also film, as we all know. Uh, so they're going to play a few songs for her, starting out with Magic. <laughs>
5: Praise it for me.
0: John that is from the Grease soundtrack 1978 summer nights before that my favorite Olivia Newton John song let me be there from music makes my day 1974 and we started out with magic you're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco this is fifth wave radio queerly drinking I am DJ Pamela Louis and we'll be back in just a moment
3: it takes a village to keep independent radio alive and well in San Francisco That's why KXSF is looking for business underwriters to support our station. For a monthly or annual donation, you'll get rotating thank you spots heard on air 24-7 and a prime spot with website link on the KXSF.FM homepage. Support the local arts community and get the word out about your business. Go online now to KXSF.FM slash underwriting.
0: Gladys Knight and the Pips. Neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye. Uh, the other day, I was watching some old Soul Train episodes, and uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips were on, and this was one of the songs they did. and it, it just brought me back to a time when I when I loved that song, and it and it was definitely apropos with what was going on in my life. But I have moved on. Uh, before that, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss with "Rich Woman," and started out with Ronnie Spector with you can't put your arms around me. Uh, so, yeah, Ronnie Spector, another person who left us pretty recently, uh, you know, that's, that is, unfortunately death is a part of life, but we have the music to to remember these people by and they live through it and just because someone's gone doesn't make the music any less enjoyable. So that's what I'm telling myself. Uh, Wow, we have about 20 minutes left and more music to come. First, we need to do another PSA.
2: KXSF is horrified and saddened by acts of violence, bigotry, and hate targeting our AAPI brothers and sisters. We condemn these despicable acts and stand with our Asian American and Pacific Islander communities in actively combating the prejudices that fuel it. Together, let's raise our voices and work to encourage change through collective action. For more info, go to kxsf.fm slash kxsfacts.
0: Okay, just want to give everyone another reminder slash shout out to the KXSF Benefit concert August 21st that will be at the Ivy in Berkeley. We had to repair a transistor recently, so please come help us. Every dollar makes a difference. It's from 1.30 until 5 p.m. on the 21st. Let's keep every, the music going. This is Gene Knight with Doomy. my ship. Okay so we are getting to the point where it is almost time for Fifth Wave Radio Queerly Drinking to close down for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to Meredith Edgar for being in studio, uh, having a nice chat with me and playing a couple of songs in the two to three o'clock hour. Let's see, let's give everyone the lowdown on what I played the last few songs. Uh, Alison Russell, who will be at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass this year, is so excited to see uh, her name up there. Uh, that was By Your Side, before that Fanny Ain't That Peculiar. Angelique Kidjo did uh, Cross-Eyed and Painless, and before that Jean Knight, Do Me. So uh, gonna leave everyone with Emmylou Harris, who is also playing at Hardly Strictly, which she does every year in just a minute, just we need to get one more underwriting out of the way, not out of the way, we really appreciate our underwriters, that uh, we would not function if it was not for our underwriters. Um, And then gonna play some Emmy Lou for you. Thanks so much for listening. Next week my guest is Marcia Gagliardi, AKA the table hopper. For 14 years Marcia has been writing one of the best and most influential food uh, and restaurant blogs in the Bay Area and so I am super stoked to have her join me in conversation wishing everybody else a great rest of your week thank you so much for listening
4: support for KXSF comes from the music store an independent record store located in San Francisco's West Portal business district for more than two decades the music store has featured two floors filled with music and movies bins and bins of vintage vinyl new and used cds and tapes and rare hard to find dvds and videos you can pick up a replacement record needle and even learn to play guitar all in the same visit the music store located at 66 west portal avenue thanks for supporting KXSF 102.5 fm san francisco
7: Shade, singing every song the radio play waiting for the alabama sun to go down to red dirt girls in a red dirt town me and lillian just across the line in a little southeastern